When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Here we go! There's only four words. This is something something Bronco? This one's for Pat. Guy just smell the There's only one person that carries the ball right here. Yeah. Ten people back in the system. Yeah. Oh my god! Denver's got a touchdown. Picked off by the Bronco. Ah Featuring Mile High Reports, Mike DeSico. And Jess Place. Welcome to Something Something Broncos. Oh, mother. Oh, mother. Ah! Hello, everybody, and welcome to Something Something Broncos. I am Jess Place, joined by a man who has lost his smile. Mike DeSico, how are you doing, sir? Well, I lost my smile, so I mean, there's only so good I can be doing. Ah, so uh, we don't really need to disclose how we're still feeling after that very memorable Thursday night football game against the Colts. Uh, have you recovered, Mike? I don't think it's something you recover from. It's something you just move on from. It was a dreadful, awful game. So I've come to accept that it was a dreadful, awful game by a dreadful, awful team. So as far as that goes, I've come to terms. But if you're asking if I talked myself into feeling better about it, then no, and that will not happen. It's a kick to the pants, you know, like the, right the, in the, pants. the Monday night football game against the Chiefs and the Raiders. I didn't even care. Like, usually I would that would be must watch TV. And it's just I was just like, I, I'll catch up with it later. I mean, I'm happy that the Raiders lost, but the joy of, of rooting for other AFC West teams to fail is just not there because I don't see any any hope that they're going to pull this together. But, you know, I I have been wrong before. Um, what? A couple times. 
Um, Name one. Uh, before the season started, I said the Broncos were going to win 11 games. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. Yeah, me too, I think. Oops. But, you know, it's like watching that Monday night game, I had it on in the background. and We've won one more game than the Raiders, but – Twice as, many. Feel, twice as many. Twice games. as many. There you go. Yeah. Even better. You got to reframe I almost that. feel better if I was a Raiders fan because it seems like they have hope. Like there are things that are working well there. They might be in a, just as bad of a coaching situation as we are, but there's hope. They went into Kansas City, traded punches, and could have won. I mean, but they have Josh McDaniels. So, I mean, we already kind of know what's going to happen. Just, it just has to play oh. itself out. And, so- and I'm here for that. But you look at that, like how the last few years, everybody's been just saying, you know, Denver's that one quarterback away, we're one quarterback away. And you look at the Raiders, and they're probably a coach away. They have talent. And McDaniels can game plan an offense. He's They did a good job, reasonably speaking. They scored, have like 30 points almost in Kansas City. So I don't know. It's just, it seems like the Raiders might have more hope than we do. And we've won twice as many games. We've won twice as many games. How are we feeling about hack it uh thus far you're ready to move on already huh no i that's the heart speaking the head is like do they give him a year type of a thing but the one thing i want to bring up is that this ownership group did not hire him he is not their coach he's not their guy they have no loyalty to him to the process they inherited him they have the money to buy out his contract whether they want to spend it or not but these people made their money at Walmart, where it was all about bottom line results, the customer, the customer, the customer. And right now, their customers at the Denver Broncos are wanting to take their money elsewhere. There's the world champ hockey team that's about to start. There's an okay basketball team about to start, maybe a very good basketball team about to start. And you make makes you wonder, does how they ran Walmart translate to how they're going to run the Broncos, where... Do they need to make a change to keep the customers happy to keep selling their product? And I wouldn't be surprised if he was fired before the end of the year, but this is the week to do it. He had 11 days and they didn't do it. So you can wait till the buy. You can wait till the buy. You can. It wouldn't surprise me if the new ownership group wanted to move on before the season is over. They have no loyalty to him. Their business model is very customer centric. Bottom line, they're not one of those. I don't know if they're going to be one of those owners that just wants to sit back and let the franchise value go up and then get rid of it. Or are they going to be actively involved and actually want to win something? And this is kind of the first test to see what kind of owners will they be? Are they going to be meddling owners? Are they going to be owners who can say, this is not working. You deserve better. Or are they just going to be, we don't care. We're going to make money either way. Play out your contract there, Nathaniel. George Payton. He had Broncos country kind of wrapped around his finger this offseason, kind of like he's doing all the right things. This is all the good stuff. And, and you know, everything that he's doing is 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 steering the, the Broncos in the right direction. Is Hackett part of that effort? Was he more of a Joe Ellis hire or was he more a Peyton initiative? You know, because it's damning whoever it falls on. I mean, uh, I will say that Hackett, I expected more of him by now, like. He he handed off the game management stuff so that he could call plays and the plays he's calling are not working. So what is it that he is good at? I know he was buddies with Aaron Rodgers. That is not enough, especially well, it's enough. It's enough yes. for Adam Gase to be friends with Peyton Manning and keep getting jobs after job after job. I don't feel he's the answer. The good coaches adapt their scheme to get the most out of the players. 
John Fox retooled his entire offense on the fly for Tim Tebow. It was set up for the arm of Kyle Orton. Oh my gosh. And he changed it in midseason and got Tim Tebow to the playoffs. And this team has a lot of talent. Maybe not as much as we wanted to believe it did, but I can't believe that a good NFL coach can't get something more out of this team. We're not some, you're not the Detroit Lions going 0-16 with no talent and Dan Orlovsky stepping out of the back of the end zone. We're better than that. And the fact that he can't get anything out of them, that's all in Hackett. Well, and let's be let's be fair. It's also Russell Wilson has not been as advertised. It came out not after it came out after that uh, debacle on Thursday that oh he's got a shoulder uh, slight labrum tear in his shoulder. Is that I believe that's what it was. Um, mm-hmm. And what what struck me was in listening to the post game kind of fallout on national media. I forget exactly who, maybe it was Mike Florio on his morning pro football talk show. I I think that's where I heard it. Someone said that just wait, there's going to be injury news that comes out to try to justify that terrible performance on Thursday night. And I'll be darned if that's not exactly what happened. And so weird, right? It makes sense that it, it would come out to try to give him a little bit of cover you know, like, OK, oh, he's hurt. So we, you know, we just we just have to soldier through with him, give him a few more chances, like buy him some time to make something happen. But I don't know if I necessarily trust that that's going to happen. I didn't see anything on Thursday night that really kind of inspired me. It was it was overthrown passes, not seeing the field, untimely interceptions when you absolutely cannot throw an interception. It was uh, it was not pretty, and it was like fundamentally not pretty. It wasn't just like, "Oops, like I'm having a, a, an off day." It was like yeah. I am struggling with the very basics of of what this position is in Denver. He threw the ball deep. He threw some long passes, and it seems like if you have a hurt shoulder, that doesn't happen as well. The interception he had, where he just like threw up a punt, his bad shoulder didn't make him make that decision. The his bad shoulder didn't prohibit him from seeing KJ Hamler wide open at the goal line. So it may be both that he honestly has an injury, but it just reeks of an excuse and trying to give him some cover. So he's not getting as much blame as he might deserve. It could be both, but that shoulder didn't force him to throw up that punt. That shoulder didn't force him to lock on to Sutton and miss Hamler. And if he's injured, then, then don't play. (laughs) then don't play then don't be rushing back into the game after you get evaluated for concussion you know like Mm -hmm. i saw brett ripping on the uh on the sideline warming up and i i mean i hate to say it like it it is russell wilson but at that point i was kind of like all right let's see what brett can do because it wasn't happening it just was not happening if his shoulder was really hurt you take him out you put russell wilson shoulder injury questionable to return he's not being benched the injury took him out. It wasn't the coach giving him the quick hook. You had the cover there in game if that's really what happened. But I don't know. If you're healthy enough to play, you're healthy enough to turn your head about 10 degrees to the right and see KJ Hamler wide open. You know, they say pitch and catch. That's the very definition of it. So I I think there might be a real injury, but I think if they won that game, we wouldn't have heard about it. I think that's true. Yeah. It's so suspect. You know, my heart goes out to him if he's truly injured. But I I just I mean, I'm not saying he's lying. I'm just saying it's it's very suspect after that performance. 
Yeah, it's conveniently timed, and it just looks like injury cover. It looks like an excuse. Maybe it's not, but that bad shoulder does not impact bad decision-making. It's probably affected his game 100%, but it hasn't impacted your decision-making. Do we have any hope? Let's think. We got we have some players coming back, which is good because we put Garrett Bowles on IR, Ronald Darby on IR, our long snapper on IR, Bobin Meyer. Is there is there any hope? No. I mean, no. yeah, there's players coming off of uh off of IR, uh practicing this week. Uh that's good. Justin Simmons, Michael Ojibudia. Oh, he's good. He's okay. And this this uh, long haired fella, uh Greg Dulcich, who everyone has been so excited about. He has fabulous hair. He and he and Tomlinson can can fight for uh best tight end with best hair. Everybody thinks he's gonna be the starter, he's the answer, and he's not even barely been on a practice field. And I just hate when people are just so overhyped. It's like, let's let him do something first. It's the let's Jake see Butt what effect. We have. Jake Butt effect. It's exactly what it is. It's like, you is know, he going to? Is he actually going to play, or is it going to be the next Jake Butt, where he just floats around for three years and then finally gets cut? So, <laughs> are any of those players an answer? I mean, Justin Simmons, obviously, he's a heart and soul player. Caden Stearns has been playing really well. All of a sudden, we have three safeties who you want to find a way on to get on the field. So, what does Justin Simmons mean for Caden Stearns? Do you think? No, oh, I bet they split time. I don't think that uh, one replaces the other right off. Yeah, the they're going to rush Justin I, back. I, I think I think they're gonna they're gonna split time in and out. I think Stearns has um demonstrated an ability <laughs> to play mm -hmm. the position. So uh I and you know you, you don't wanna you don't wanna burn out uh, Justin Simmons straight out the gate. So there's gonna be some there's gonna be some split reps. Well you're acting like uh, our coaching staff is smart enough to do that, but eventually something good is gonna happen, right? I mean it, it you know, to quote the movie The Crow, it, it, it can't it can't rain all the time. God bless you for <laughs> quoting The Crow. I love that movie. There we movie. go. There we go. I love that movie. It was a great movie. It's, yeah. it's so good. They're making a new one. And it's like, okay. It's kind of sure, a curse. But the first movie. one is so good. And someone, Brandon Lee died yeah. during the making of it. Is that really, you want to mess with that? I love The Crow. So good. Watch The Crow, people. It's good. It's good stuff. Except for like the whole Brandon Lee dying part. That part sucked. So speaking of dying... The Chargers game is coming up on Monday night. That feels like a long way away. Feels like it feels so far away. And, and yet it, too close. I I want to be excited about Broncos football on a national stage again. But there's nothing really. I haven't really been excited about Broncos football yet this year. So is, is it going to be more of the same? Is it? Do we score more than nine points uh, this week? I mean, I'll believe it when I see it. I don't know. Uh, you know, it's funny. I was going to say last week, we're on the road in uh, Los Angeles. I was going to say it's going to be like a home game because there's going to be so many Bronco fans there, right? Mm. I don't know. I'm going to be really curious to see how many people are in that stadium and how many of them are wearing orange. Because normally you figure it's going to be like 70-30 orange. Yeah, I, I used to. that used to be me. When I lived in Los Angeles, we would regularly go down to San Diego to watch watch the Broncos play the Chargers yeah. back in the – uh, Ladanian Tomlinson, uh, Antonio Jack Murphy, yeah. yeah, yeah, Qualcomm, Murph. you know, yeah, that was a lot of fun. That was sure. a lot of fun. We got our butts kicked pretty regularly, <laughs> but it was still a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, but I, the Broncos aren't that much fun this year, and I, I, I can imagine that you know the the fans leaving the stadium as overtime was starting. Uh, is a, is an indicator. It's a bellwether, a canary in the coal mine of kind of the the tenor of Broncos country. They're not really all that patient with this anymore. 
No. Um, and I don't blame them. Um, I, I, I think you hit the nail on the head about the fun. Tebow was a terrible quarterback, but it was fun because there's the hope that something amazing was going to happen. You had hope. It'd be nice to have him back with like Russ putting up 40 points a game, but just to have or 20 or 20 <laughs> or, or 10. Yeah. Just to have something to like cheer for. Yeah. Cheer for. Especially with this defense. Fun. The defense is fun. Like the defense is fun to watch, so but good. It's to just watch them get crushed by a lack of offensive production is so disheartening. And it's just so like, it just, it is the thief of joy. You know, it's, they're just wasting goodwill. It happened in Washington. The re- the former Redskins used to have some of the best fan support in the league. Now they have some of the worst fan support in the league because they had a franchise that stopped caring. And they took granted, advantage of their fan base. They're like, they're they just, they're going to always show up because they've always shown up. Yeah. And so, I don't want that to happen. And I thought we were on the right track. I spent all summer just being so excited. It was positive. It was the right direction. When people said, oh, Seattle has a better roster than Denver. I'm like, no, they don't. We have Jerry Judy. Geno <laughs> Smith? That's a joke. <laughs> oh, my God. LOL. And, and now I, just, I feel a little foolish. <laughs> just more than a little. You've made me feel stupid. I don't know. Do you think, I mean, at some point, this team has to come out with a little bit of fire, right? If we have another offensive performance like the Niners, like the Colts game, something has to happen. And you hope that people are playing for their jobs, literally, whether it's the coaches, the players, whatever. Well, they it better be because the urgency. They're, not, they're not playing for pride anymore because clearly that's not a thing. So No, no. And the fact that I expected there to be some big story leaked to a national guy or a local guy about discontent in the Broncos locker room. So it hasn't happened yet, which is good because maybe it means there isn't any, and this team can still find something to rally around. They'll fight together. They'll pick it up. I would like to think that, but if I had to pick a score for the game, I will say 28 to 10 chargers. Uh, I would say this is probably the game where everything falls apart. This is the, the, this is, this is the, the unraveling began against the Colts. And mm-hmm. this is this is the oh my god, the wheels have come off the bus. I think it's going to be like 45 6. Like it's wow. just going to be an ass whooping because I I don't think I don't think that Hackett has them prepared. I don't think he, there, there's a plan. I don't think that I don't think that the defense can put up with it anymore. I think they yeah. need to have some offense or they're just going to be like whatever, man. Like Best of luck. <laughs> you know, like if you're not going to do your job, then, you know, why should I do mine? Yeah, for sure. Which is which is just a terribly jaded like way to look at it. And and I yeah. hate that like we are there already in in week six. Like and well, the, we have twice the wins the Raiders have. And this is how we feel. Well, plus you figure the offense is going to. I don't know if there's like a pick six and another fumble return for a touchdown. I wouldn't be surprised if the offense is just putting the defense in. Bad situation after bad situation, three and out, turnover. Eventually, as good as they are, the dam's going to break. And I could see the defense being overwhelmed, kind of through no fault of their own. But I, I, I have no confidence in this team right now. Until proven otherwise, I haven't seen signs. I haven't seen there's this little thing I can hang my hat on. If we can just turn this around, we'll be right there. It's a disaster from top to bottom. The pilot light is out. It's out. <laughs> And I want to believe again. I just, if they just give me something, something. They give Broncos country, just something. We're dying in the desert. Just give us a little trickle of water. Just 
just give us a little something, you know? I'm sorry, Mike. That ain't water. No, it's not. They want us to think it is. <laughs> they want us to think it is, but it's not. Oh, well, crap. So um, I feel like it's been a very negative show. I feel like it's. <laughs> it, it kind of has been, hasn't it? It's, it's uh, There's not much to get excited about right now. Like it's it was ugly. That Thursday's game was like an all time trauma uh, event for Broncos country that, is, that that seeing people leave the stadium before overtime. And now I'm not faulting them. I'm, I refuse to fault those. They, they paid the, to park at the stadium. They got there. They left work early. They bought their hot dogs and their expensive beers. They, they did everything that they were supposed to do on their side. And then when it went to overtime, when it never should have gone to overtime, mm-hmm. they had seen enough and they knew what was going to happen. We all knew what was going to happen. We all knew. We all knew. I mean, our I only hope was to get some lucky tip and get a pick six type of a thing. That was our only hope. And the gods were not going to allow that because we didn't deserve it. We didn't want it. We didn't want nope, it. I mean, we could have, we could we had it. I mean, it was, it, it was KJ Hamler walking into the end zone. Um, but we, we didn't take it. We didn't want it. No, we did not. We didn't see it, I guess. No, I, we should have seen it. Should have seen it. 10 year, 10 year veteran can't see a wide open receiver streaking into the end zone. $250 million quarterback. Can't see that. Yeah. And it's like, on that, I mean, I was saying Portland has to be your first, has to be your first read there, but I don't know. He's got to know that like, they know that Cortland's going to be his first read. Keep an eye on KJ. He's probably going to be a single coverage. He gets that one step off the line. He's going to be open. You've got it. I don't know. Or run it in. You're going to run it into like, or, I mean, you just needed just one yard. One you yard. needed three feet. Three feet, yeah. and and it would have been uh, a different story, but but oh. it was not to be had. The Broncos yeah, cannot I, get three feet when it matters, and that is why. That is why they've worn out my patience. They've literally just worn it out, and I want to have a happy podcast. That would be such an right? amazing experience. Yeah, I mean, it, like really, since the preseason, it was it hasn't been like yeah, we beat Dallas, yeah, like that was a big deal, and that was great. Yeah. And then, and then it's just, it hasn't, it's just been kind of a, a dull hum since then. And it's, I mean, even the wins have felt like losses and the losses have felt like just tragic disasters. When there's a win (laughs) that you have to apologize for, like, yeah, we won, but man, we didn't deserve to, or we were so bad. You just want to be able to like, damn, that felt good. We won. Swish. Yes. Somebody brought something up really good on Twitter the other day. I want to bring up real quick. These rough in the passer calls, if those existed, if those refs ref Super Bowl 50, Vaughn does not win MVP. Maybe we don't win the game because these rough in the passer calls have gotten so out of hand. They're That's so weak. Insane. Yeah, so weak. Like it, it, the the roughing the passer. I, I, yeah, the car, we're, we're no against Carr where the, the, the guy had had strip sacked like he had the ball in his hand. And and then they they called roughing the passer when he was no longer even a passer. Like, how's yeah. that? And they try to justify it after the end, and it's just there's probably certain NFL teams like the Eagles who are happy with what's going on. But as a Bronco fan, just watching this crap around the league, like how they handle Tua, these rough in the passer things, the fact that Tom Brady exists, it just gives me a bad taste in my mouth for all NFL football right now. It's a hard year. It's a hard, it's a year. hard year. Well, this has been an uplifting something something Broncos, uh, bringing you. Right. No, actually, wait here. We should be like, this this has been something, something Broncos on NPR. Thank you for listening. I am just place. And he has Mike Desinko. Let's let's ride.
Sure. I hate everything. <laughs>